Side Hustle Show 226. Earn your first $500 on the side in the next seven days. No more excuses. What's up? What's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show. Because you're not afraid of hard work, you just want to make it work for you. This is an episode about getting you off the sideline and into the game. It's about giving you permission to take action, however small, and beginning to see results because that creates a virtuous cycle of motivation, action, and results. And I can't think of a better guest to join me for this conversation than Scott Volker. Scott hosts the super popular Amazing Seller podcast at TheAmazingSeller.com. He's more than 300 episodes deep into a show which focuses on all aspects of the Amazon FBA business. But beyond that, Scott is a serial hustler. He's worked in construction, in photography, in online business, in e-commerce. He's a family man, and his latest project, which you'll hear us reference in today's show, is called 1kfasttrack.com. It's all about getting started and reselling products for a profit, and then using that as a springboard into bigger and better side hustles. Stick around to hear the types of products Scott sees as hot sellers today, where to sell this stuff, and some creative ideas on how to source more profitable inventory to keep the wheel spinning. Plus, at the end of the show, I'll share how you can join me and your fellow listeners in this challenge. Notes, links, and a free downloadable highlight reel from this conversation are at sidehustlenation.com slash 226, episode 226. I'll be back to tell you a little more about Loan Signing System, plus my top takeaways from the chat with Scott after the interview. Ready? Let's do it. I think you and I both know there's a ton of different business models, and I think you've really demonstrated a lot of those <laughs> on your show. And it's like, all right, which one do I pick? And you know, which one works the best? And all of this stuff. So what I like to say is like, let's just cut through all of that for a second, and let's do the obvious. You're probably sitting on a few hundred, if not a thousands of dollars in your possession right now that you're not even aware of. And what we're talking about is is more or less like cleaning out your house or your your attic. And it doesn't have to be a huge job. I'm saying like, just take two hours and go tackle that one room that you've been putting off or those things that you know, you've been meaning to clean out. Or maybe you already have stuff setting by the door to bring to Goodwill or Salvation Army or you know, maybe do a garage sale and, and all that stuff. So to me, it's like, how can we get you results the fastest so you can, number one, prove to yourself that it works and then motivate you to go out and do more of it or just raise some capital to start the business venture that you want to start. And I think that's really what we want to do here. And that's really why I created something for our own community is really something to jumpstart that process. So this way here, you're not just thinking about doing it. You actually have something to do. I think also setting that deadline of like, okay, let's give ourselves like a crunch time. It's like kind of like that term paper, right? You put it off until the last night and then you finally get it done. Let's set that up. So this way here, you're kind of forced in a sense to do it. And then in the end, you're going to be like, oh, wow, this is pretty cool. I'm glad I did that. And thanks for pushing me. Yeah, so you did this with your group at 1kfasttrack.com. Yes. And it was like a super tight deadline. It was seven days, right? Seven days was what we gave them. Yeah, we outlined, which we're going to talk about. We'll, we'll give everyone the outline of what they can do so everyone else can go out there and do the same thing. And I, I even say go out and do like a little weekend challenge. Give yourself like two and a half days and you'll yeah. be surprised at what can happen. But here's the thing, Nick, that I, I've really found by doing the podcast so long now with, with so many episodes and stuff. And I get a lot of people that say, Scott, I'm just, you know, I'm really nervous to pull the trigger because we talk a lot about private labeling on Amazon and off of Amazon. And it takes some capital a lot of times to get started. Well, right. how, how do we raise this capital? And so that was one way that we can get them through it. And also to just get that momentum, right? Like just to get some momentum to, to get yourself and to kind of flex that muscle and start getting a skill set that you could, you could literally use now, but you can use it, you know, forever. Like you said, I mean, you kind of know what to do because you've kind of played around with this. And now if you're looking, you might find something to go, you know, I'm going to buy that. I'm going to flip it. I'm basically going to flip it for a profit. 
But yeah, we really did it just designed to give people that deadline and to kind of give them a set of things to do. Not huge, like just go do this, this, and this, and then report back in a week. Yeah, well, let's let's dive into that stuff because I think, I mean, that's getting started is one of the, I'm going through the survey results right now for, you know, our annual member survey. And yeah, that's one of the most popular responses. Like, what's the biggest challenge? Well, just getting started, figuring out what to do. Mm. It's like, well, Scott's got a pretty straightforward way to go about that and kind of get you off the sidelines, get you into the game, get your first easy wins, get your quick wins in and start making some money. Because once you, like that first, like I always say, like your first side hustle dollar is super empowering oh, and yeah. hopefully it's super addicting. It makes you want to keep coming back for Absolutely. more. So so let's dive into this stuff, Scott. Where's, where do you have people start? So step one is really like create that deadline for yourself. So I would recommend that you or I, we tell your audience like, listen, you got seven days from today this airs and then go out there and do exactly what we're going to talk about right now and then come back and tell Nick your results. Like I think that would be amazing for you to get that feedback because I think if people do this, they're going to be blown away and they're going to thank you because they're going to be like, wow, you helped me make 500 bucks or a thousand bucks or 200 bucks or whatever, right? And go out to dinner with yes. your wife, a really nice place, whatever. So the very first part is just setting that deadline. Okay. Very simple. Just give yourself that seven day window. I think that's plenty of time. And then step two is really finding the products to sell. And that's a big problem for a lot of people, especially if they want to do retail arbitrage or online arbitrage or even private labeling, like what products do I sell? Right. Well, why not just find products that are already selling that you already have in your possession and then sell those products? So we're going to really use eBay as the main source right now, even though I talk a lot about selling on Amazon. And I think that's where we ultimately should start when we're going to do like retail arbitrage or private labeling. But in this case, the quickest way to do it is on eBay. Because you can sell used stuff, you can sell gated stuff that's normally gated on Amazon, you can sell it on eBay. Okay. So what we want to do is just spend a few hours, give, again, giving yourself this, this time deadlines. Give yourself two hours or three hours or whatever you have for that day. Take a Saturday afternoon and say, I'm going to go into my attic or maybe the basement or the garage or wherever and say, I'm going to go through and start pulling stuff out that I would want to put in a garage sale. If I was going to have a garage sale, what would go into that garage sale? And that's where you're going to spend that time. Just to give you some examples, Nick, like electronic stuff, beautiful stuff like for to, to resell. Things that okay. you might think that aren't worth it. An old iPhone is probably going to get you a minimum of 100 bucks, right? Like depending on the model and the make and all that stuff. But, you know, you can sell one of those pretty quickly. Video games, all of that type of stuff. Ele electronics are big. Okay. Clothes, people think, oh, well, clothes are used. Well, there's designer stuff that you have that you might not want anymore. You can sell that stuff. Kids clothes that maybe you're still in the tags that you haven't gotten because you got them for a birthday and you never had enough time to put them on them because they outgrew them. You have kids clothes, you have baby clothes, all of that stuff you can list and you probably have closets full of this stuff. Sports teams, anything that's sports teams related like baseball, football, basketball, hockey, NASCAR, posters, any of that stuff that you might have laying around. It doesn't have to be new either. It can be used. Okay. Another one is tools. Like I come from the background of construction worker. I, back when I was 18 years old, I was in a construction company with my father. That's how I started in kind of like learning about business and what I liked and what I didn't like. But construction business is a big business. And there's guys like me back then that would buy used tools. And so you got, I mean, you might have, a, maybe it's even your grandfather that has a garage full of stuff that they want to just get rid of. Ask them. You can totally sell tools in the construction field or just the do-it-yourself or arts and crafts, all that type of stuff for getting the job done. Okay. 
The other one is retro stuff or rare t-shirts or stuff, something like a Def Leppard shirt or, <laughs> or an ACDC shirt that's, you know, it's, it's authentic and it came from the, the show and, or maybe an Apple or a Mac shirt or a Windows versus PC or like some of these things that you have that you feel are junk that are even war, people will buy them that are, that are fans of that stuff. So just take those things and list them. We have board games, old and new big market out there. I know some people that are making a living just selling board games. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's another one. And then the other one, and I'm going to share this one, and this is because I have experience with this, is old eight millimeter projectors. Now I'm talking about old, like the ones that we had when we were kids, like eight millimeter film, like our parents would like no sound. They would project them up on a screen and maybe I'm dating myself, but it was like back in the, in the seventies and, and early eighties, we would have those before VCRs and, and, and those types of machines came out. And we would look forward to that. But a lot of people want to watch those movies or they want to transfer those movies. And you might want to have an old eight millimeter projector that you have laying around. You might want to list that. Fair enough. They can sell for 30 bucks, 100 bucks, depending. So that's that's another great market. I've actually sold in that market on eBay, did really well with it. I actually had a transfer business and I sold a lot of used eight millimeter projectors for people to play their old home movies on. Okay. So I know that there's a market there for that. Old VCRs or beta machines, eight track. Cassette tapes, like all those totally can sell them on eBay. Really? They're, oh, yeah. Who's buying this stuff? Yeah. Well, people that are like, they got old VCR movies and they still want to watch them. Okay. Uh, okay. Fair or enough. Or even just old VCR movies. I know my wife looked for an old movie that she watched when she was a kid. It didn't, it wasn't on DVD yet or whatever. And she spent like $55 on this one tape. Wow. It was in VCR and obviously you need a VCR to play it. So people are still out there buying that stuff. And my good friend, Dom Sugar, who's, he's actually the one that helps me with the 1K Fast Track. I mean, he says, if you find beta or, or VCRs, they will sell. Just grab them and sell them. You know, they'll, they'll definitely sell. So that's just some ideas. I mean, again, we can keep going with lists, but just anything pretty much has value to someone else versus you that you're kind of storing it, collecting it. Now, is there a way to check if, if it's worth anything? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we'll get into that. So the next step is step three. And that's where you take that pile of stuff that you've accumulated. You put it into a nice little pile. You started sorting it, maybe electronics here and maybe fishing gear over here, right? So you start separating it. And then from there, you're going to go to eBay and you're going to search listings that are live, that are currently live. And the big one here is the ones that are completed and sold. So now if you go into the advanced settings into eBay, you can actually see the completed and sold listings. So if you click on that, you'll see what they've listed for and what they sold for. So now you have an idea of not just what it will list for, but what it will sell for. So that'll give you a good gauge of as far as like what you can charge for it. Okay. Like, is this worth it to list or not, basically? Exactly. Exactly. But sometimes, you know, you might just, for, for the cost of listing it, I mean, if you open up just a basic store, I think it's like under 25 or 30 bucks and you can, you can put listings up for like 10 cents. So it's kind of like, you're just going to, if you took 30 bucks, you said, you know what, I'm just going to have it for a month and I'm going to list all my stuff on there you'll get your 30 bucks back. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're going to definitely do that, but it's like 10 cents and it, you don't get charged unless you sell something. So to me, it's like, you might think, well, there's nothing on there that sold. Maybe it's something you have, it's rare and it, it hasn't had a lot of them out there to sell. Yeah. So it might be worth it to, to just, you know, again, you don't have to ship this stuff in, you're just going to list it. So you don't even have to really take the time to prep it and send it in like you would if you were doing retail arbitrage, you're basically just listing it. You can have that stuff listed by the end of that day. Did you know that roughly half of Side Hustle Nation hasn't started their side hustle yet? If that's you, I get it. Starting and building a business is tough. 
It takes more than just an idea. There are tons of moving parts, and it's a bit like trying to assemble your airplane in the middle of takeoff. Thankfully, our sponsor, Taylor Brands, is helping Side Hustle Show listeners make that leap and make it all a lot easier. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, making sure you have everything you need all in one place. Think of it like your behind-the-scenes partner for things like LLC formation, licenses and permits, getting an EIN, setting up your business bank account, bookkeeping and invoicing, insurance, logos, trademark protection, and a lot more. Taylor Brands helps you handle it all seamlessly. And to get you started, Side Hustle Show listeners get 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans when you use our link. That's taylorbrands.com slash side hustle. Taylor Brands, like a tailor for your clothes, T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S.com slash side hustle. Start your business journey today with the help of Taylor Brands. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now, you like eBay versus locally on Craigslist or, or OfferUp or something like that? You know, I would say you could do that. I think there's a bigger audience on eBay. You could do that. You could totally do that. I'm trying to, again, streamline the process so you don't have to do so much. And it's been pretty successful for the for the students that we've had go through here so far. But yeah, you could totally do Craigslist. But with that being said, on Craigslist, you can also find stuff that you can sell. You can kind of reverse that. You can say, okay, well, let me go on Craigslist and see what people are trying to get rid of. And then I can go ahead and turn that and flip it. But that's a business model in itself. Right. We had a whole episode on Craigslist flipping back, I think it was episode 72 with Ryan Finley. Yeah. And I'm not a, I've never really done that. I know it works. I know people have done it. But again, it's just finding product and then flipping it, right? You're just selling product that's, it's name brand, usually stuff or, or something that's in demand. But yeah, so I mean, if you go to eBay, that's eBay to me is just the easiest way. Again, we have seven days, right? So let's, how can we do this the quickest? How can we reduce the amount of moving parts and and all that stuff? So it's like, find your products, go to eBay, see what they're actively listed for. If they are, look at the completed listings that have already sold and then list the product. And then from there, you're done. You're going to wait and see and wait till you get a sale. And I would go with the buy it now versus the bidding. I think that's going to speed up the process. Most people like me, I just want to go there and buy it. I don't want to do the bidding thing. Right. And I think the bidding thing has kind of gone away a little bit. There's some markets that it still works in, but I would say just go buy it now, put your price on it, and then just you know, and run with it. 
I'm the same way. I like want the I want the buy yeah. now with the instant gratification. But we did talk to one eBay flipper who he had this whole system of like, no, I do no reserve auction, start at 99 cents, you know, five days. And he had this whole system. And it's like, you know, I, you know, would typically get this price like he, because like that auction is like, you know, triggered all sorts of like psychology. And so he was doing yeah. electronics, like iPhones and gently used computers and stuff. And so for something like that, that has like a really consistent demand, he was doing well with that. But for a lot of this other stuff, you know, maybe the buy it now is it's a little bit better. Well, I'll, I'll give you an example on that. And going back, gosh, it's got to be over 10 years. It's got to be at least 12 years ago now. But my wife and I, we found on eBay that these wooden, these cedar bridges were selling for a garden. They were like four foot bridges. And we seen them in our local store. And we went ahead and we seen that they were selling for like 130 bucks and we were buying them for 25 bucks. And we would start those with a bid because we knew that people were so actively looking for those and buying them that they would drive the price up. So we would sell some for 130, 140, 150 because they were so hot. Then we, then it got to the point where they started to die out a little bit. Then we would put like a, a one, you know, like a buy it now for like, you know, 129 bucks or something yeah. like that. So yeah, you got to play with that. If you have like electronic device, like an iPhone and you know, that's a popular one, you might want to start it with a, with a bidding system and, and then people will drive the price up for you. But again, then you're not sure that you're going to get what you want for it unless you don't really care. Right. Right. It's always like the risk of, oh, shoot, yeah. nobody, you know, I sold this thing for $2.50. and Yeah. And you wanted to get 50 or something. Do you put free shipping or do you pass shipping along to the seller or use kind of eBay's like estimated shipping? Generally, free shipping is going to work best because it's also going to help you in the rankings within eBay. They really want you to offer the free shipping. So it's, again, a way for them to, to kind of get you to do it is they're like, we, we treat you well if you do free shipping. So, okay. you know, if you have something you figure it's going to cost you three, four bucks to ship or five bucks to ship, I would just kind of try to build that into my price. Okay. Um, that's probably the best way to do it. But guys, remember, this is like stuff that's kind of like you're you're sitting on, right? Let's yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Again, if you have something that you know is going to cost you like because it's heavy, it's going to cost you 15 bucks. Well, then you got to kind of figure that stuff out. Or maybe you use that one as a as you're going to figure the shipping in and let them calculate the shipping. How much did it cost you to ship those bridges? Those were actually, and I charged for shipping on those though, by the way, yeah, because they were expensive. So I think it cost me back then about 30 bucks. To ship those and people were paying it they were paying 130 bucks for the bridge and then 30 bucks to get it yeah and i remember too nick i had to repackage them a little bit because the box was like six inches too long so i had to like chop the box down and then <laughs> stuff the stuff down further and then tape it and yeah and then i had to drive them to fedex because uh, they were the cheapest shipper around and yes yeah, so it was a whole process but we actually put our kids through one year worth of private schooling using our bridges. Wow. One year. So yeah, we we did we did a little side hustle back in the day as well. And that's what kind of in, introduced me to the whole online space, which is which is pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, again, I think it's gonna come down to you just gotta you gotta feel it out and see what the product is and if it's something that's people are just it's a hot product. And yeah, you might want to do the bidding, you might want to add shipping. But right now it's about let's kind of cut down on all that stuff and just get stuff there, get it listed so we can start making sales. Yeah, well, that's, you know, so the deadline is one thing. And then that goal to shoot for maybe a year's worth of private school education is a little bit high of a goal to shoot for for the seven days. But like, you know, have something to shoot for, like, I'm going to cover my car payment and insurance for this month or what totally. you know, something like that. Love it. It's like, okay, I'm going to erase this expense with this new side hustle. Okay, I love that. So I've cleared out the garage. I've used what's the life-changing magic of cleaning up. Does this item bring me <laughs> yeah. joy? No, it doesn't. Okay, I can, I can part with it with a clear conscience. And so I sell it on eBay. I ship it off. I, you know, I take my money and run. Now, what happens? The garage is clear. The attic is clear. What happens next? 
Well, okay. So what happens next is, you know, I mean, pretty much a lot of the hard work is already done. If you've already listed it, then that's that other part. I mean, just take some generic pictures, write a description of what it is. I mean, pretty easy. You don't have to worry about like creative copy or anything like that. Just state what it is. You'll be good to go. I mean, in your title, you want to make sure that you, you speak clearly as far as what it is. And right. if it's an iPhone 6, you want to put that in there. And you know what I mean? Like just basic common sense stuff, but you don't have to go crazy looking at other listings with search terms and all that happy stuff. You know, you can just kind of blindly go through it in a sense to where you just, you, you do it, you do a good job, but you don't overthink it. Did any of your students run into issues with like, hey, I'm a brand new seller. Like I don't have any eBay feedback and that this is holding me back. No. And it, it's funny. I, I, I'm anxious to share some, some of those results because our first group that we did it with, we had a 50 person beta group in, in this first, we just wanted to see how it was going to work. And we did this kickoff call. And by the next week, that class had generated over $3,500 in sales. So you got to, that's pretty much pure profit that came through the door. So they were able to do that. Now we just started a new group and actually we're about three days in from the time that we're recording this. And I just got an update and we're over $3,800 right now. And we still got two and a half days before the challenge ends. Wow. That's great. So this stuff clearly works. And I had people in the group that they were listing stuff an hour after our call and they had a sale <laughs> before the next day. It's like you finally gave them permission to like take action. Oh man. And it's so, it's so awesome to see this and see people so excited about they're actually making money and they're clearing out and their life is becoming better too because they're getting their stuff that they wanted to get rid of. They're getting rid of it and they're feeling good about it. Yeah. There's a lot of different things that's going on there. So, but yeah, then at this point, I mean, you're getting that momentum. You're, you're learning about markets. You're, you're like, oh, wow, I didn't know that rock teas sell. Well, you know, my cousin, he's got a whole bunch of them that are stored that he doesn't use. Maybe I'll contact him. Like yeah. there's ways now that you're going to become aware or you're going to be at a party and someone says that they collect old you know, records and you're like, well, there's if you have any of these, let me know. Oh, yeah, I've got a whole box of those. And then you're like, I'll buy them off you. And then you give them a low price and then you flip them and sell them for hire. It's just it's basic stuff. But a lot of people don't realize it's there until you actually dive into this world. Yeah, if your friends are, you know, moving across town or across oh, yeah. the state, there's like, oh, I don't want to deal with moving this stuff. Yeah. And I, I'd want to give a, just a few more tips on how to find more products because it's going to become addicting. It's kind of like you said, it's kind of, <laughs> you, get, you get addicted to this stuff, right? You're like, how can I find more products? Well, okay. So one way is ask family and friends, like, like we just said, right? If they have stuff that they want to get rid of. And I'm almost 100% positive that you're going to get someone that's going to say, yeah, I got a whole garage full or whatever, right? And they were just going to donate it or they were just going to maybe put it out at the garage sale that they've been saying they're going to do for the past year or two. Yeah, That's an easy way. The other way is what, like you said, run ads on Craigslist and saying, we buy old games for cash or something like that. And then people will call you and say, hey, I've got a whole set of these. Are you interested? And you're like, yeah, for those, I'll give you 20 bucks for the whole lot. And maybe there's, you know, 20 games there and you know that you can get 15 or 20 bucks a piece or something, right? So that's a way for them to come to you and then actually contact you with old stuff. I mean, stuff that you want, that you know that you can sell. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a great strategy. The other one, and this is a really good one, and I, I, I posted this in our Facebook group, is where... I'm originally from New York. I'm now in South Carolina, but I'm still I'm still subscribed to some of these garage sale Facebook groups. I don't know if they have some of those in your area, Nick, but probably. Basically, if you search your your city or your hometown, you search that and you say garage sale or online sales or something like that, you'll see there's like a whole garage sale group 
with thousands of people in there and they're posting things that they want to sell and then they're also posting things that they want. So I was sitting there and I was I was looking through my feed and I seen someone was asking, I think it was 300 bucks for a whole box full of NASCAR stuff that they've been collecting for the past 10 years. And they wanted like 300 bucks for it. And I'm almost positive you could probably take that and double that money. And you could probably even offer that person like 200 bucks and they might take it, right? So you can sit there and look at garage sales without having to drive out to garage sales. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's a great strategy if, if you have one of those in your local area, which you probably do. The other one I was looking at is, again, being in the construction field years ago, a lot of people are moving and they don't want to move this heavy equipment or they don't want to move like just tools. They're done with them. They, they've already done their job. They're, they just want to get rid of it. An air nailer for doing roofing or maybe framing a house or maybe it's some concrete tools, trowels and stuff. And people are selling this stuff because they don't want to move it. And there was a guy that was selling like this. It was kind of like a, a, it's a nailer for going through concrete. And uh, it's got these little charges that, with it that blast through the concrete. And they, they're not cheap. They're like 150 bucks. Well, he was selling it for like 30 bucks because he was moving. So you could offer him 25 bucks, get it. And I looked on, on eBay and they were selling for between 80 and 100 bucks. This stuff is there kind of like you can just look through and kind of scan daily if you want to. Yeah, we went, I don't know if this guy ever ran an ad like you're recommending on Craigslist, but he was just trolling the the free section and mm-hmm. he, he found some couch that he ended up flipping and making oh, yeah. two or 300 bucks on, on the couch. And so when we actually, in our last move, we put like a dresser up on the free section because it was like kind of smashed up in the back. Mm-hmm. And it was at the end of the day and this family came up, they had this huge cargo van and it was like <laughs> loaded to the brim with stuff. And I was like, it kind of hit me after they drove away. I was like, this is definitely a business for them. Yeah. Like they're just like are on Craigslist and they're like trolling for like free items that they thought was like gonna have. So they were doing this like on the weekend. I was like, man, I wonder how much money is sitting in the back of that van at the end of the day. <laughs> exactly. Well, there's, it's funny you say that because my wife's friend buys old dressers beat up dressers. Okay. But like older ones, like from the seventies and eighties, um, you know, they're, they're kind of ornate and stuff. Right. But they're beat up. So she might buy them for 25 or 50 bucks. She distresses them, makes them look like, you know, the shabby chic and all of these different things that, you know, people are seeing on these home shows that they're remodeling and everything is distressed nowadays. And she's selling them for between three fifty and 500 bucks. Dude, right? <laughs> that's awesome. But she's spending maybe, I don't know, three, four hours to to go ahead and, and kind of go through them and make sure they work, but then also distressing them. And it's funny because you're not making it perfect. Like she's literally taking a sander to make them look distressed and, and all this stuff, but people are paying good money for this stuff. So yeah, I mean, that's a whole business model in itself. Just buy old dressers. and Yeah, that's an interesting market. Yeah. And just refurbish them and that's your business. And you could probably do six figures a year just refurbishing old furniture that I'd be throwing out if I was moving. Okay. If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. 
So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. So yeah, I, I like the family and friends angle. I like the Craigslist angle. And I like this Facebook online garage sale angle because that sure beats pounding the pavement and, and driving around for hours and hours on, oh, yeah, on the weekend. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the, I, I think the other one too is, I don't know if that's in your area either, but a lot of places have them is like the Want Ad Digest. It's kind of like that. It's like a classified book, but people buy the book. They pay like two bucks for the book. And then you, you get the book. I think it comes out once a month and then you can list stuff in there and then you only pay a commission if you sell it. And I think you only pay up to 50 bucks. Like if you sold a car, it's only 50 bucks, but they have everything on there. So you could, again, that could be a resource for you to tap into and just look through the one category of whatever games or electronics or something like that. And then you could just use that as your inventory. So there's a ton of different ways. Like when people come up with excuses, Nick, it's like, I always try to, I try to do it politely, but I'm always like, there is no excuses. There's, there's opportunity everywhere, depending on how much you want to go out there and make it happen. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to think of like other examples, like what, what other times have people like been playing this game on me after we went to the peach bowl this, this winter in Atlanta. And there were people outside like asking, Hey, can we have your ticket stub? And yeah. like 99% sure those were not going in their collection. Those were going on eBay the next day. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Again, I mean, I think if people are in tune with what they want to do, they'll see that opportunity. Here's another one. I got a buddy of mine that works for a beer distributing company and they always set up those little displays in the supermarket and they only have like a handful for like a certain area, but then they throw those out at the end. Mm-hmm. So maybe you go there and you offer to get rid of them for them, or maybe you say, I'll give you X amount of dollars for them or something like that. And then you turn around and sell them. I mean, a guy that has a man cave is going to probably want the stand up, I don't know, Eli Manning or, you know, whatever, the little (laughs) cardboard cutout, or maybe the cooler that's Coors Light or something like that. Like those things could be sold every single day of the week because people love that stuff. And it's also, it's, it's different, it's unique, and you can't really buy it. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Just going up to the grocery store manager and being like, Hey, what are you going to yeah. do with that next week? Yeah, a- absolutely. And, or getting, if you see the guy that's out there, that's creating it, asking him what they do with it afterwards. And is there any way that you could buy it afterwards? And a lot of times they just want to get rid of it anyway. So you could just say, you know, just call me when you want to get rid of it and I'll, I'll get rid of it or say, I'll, I'll give you whatever your company wants. I'll, I'll pay him. And maybe it's 25 bucks, but you know, you can sell it for a hundred. Again, it's just being creative as far as like how to find the stuff that people would pay for and that might not be just really available out there to everyone or someone that's at least not being creative enough. Right, right. I know you've got, we got 300 episodes on this stuff. So I know we could go, <laughs> we could go on for days. Anything, anything else for people just starting out that, that they should know about? I mean, honestly, it's like my biggest thing and my whole motto is just take action. Like you have to get out there and do something to get any type of result, whether it's a good result or a bad result. And I, I just interviewed a girl that just started uh, about a year ago and she launched a product, a private label product, and she's doing about 1600 bucks a month, which isn't bad, right? But some people would be like, oh, that's not that great. But she came back with such a great attitude that she has learned so much from launching that one product that now when she's ready to launch product two, three, and four, she's going to be better equipped. She's going to have the know-how of what it takes and how to make it better. But so many people discount the education you're learning through that process. Yeah. And I think people have to really pay attention to that. I mean, things that I've done, I mean, you, you listened to my one episode, episode 300, and you heard all of those different things that I've done. Well, all of those things helped me get to where I am, right? 
And it's like, I'm not afraid to go out there and try something and put a good chunk of time into it just to see if it works. And then if it does, it's great. And if it doesn't, then I move on and I just figure I'll take the education that came from it and I'll, you know, I'll learn from it in the future. And it's always come back to help me always. So I would just say, don't be afraid to go out there and try something, but also stick with something. Don't just try it for two days and then say it doesn't work. And that's why I love this because this here is guaranteed to work if you actually do it. It literally, I don't know how it can't work. You're, if you have 10 items, there's going to be one thing that will sell. I'm almost, I'm almost hundred percent sure. Right. You, you got me like looking around the living room right now where I record every episode. <laughs> it's like strewn with like kid toys. And I'm like, well, do you really like that thing? <laughs> no, absolutely. Is another stuff like in the, in the cabinet over here? It's like, ah, you know, there might be some opportunities even in our house. And we've been kind of attuned to this stuff for some time. So I'm I definitely like that. I definitely like some of these next level inventory acquisition strategies and appreciate you coming on to to join me. Again, it's 1kfasttrack.com. And of course, the podcast is at theamazingseller.com. Definitely recommend checking out Scott's show over there. And let's wrap this thing up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation. I think that number one tip, I just gave it away. It's actually <laughs> do something, like take action and get some type of result and get momentum. I guess the big one here is to how do you get momentum? right? It's by doing. Yeah. I go back to the fitness as far as like getting, getting in shape. I think you and I talked about this when you were on my podcast. It's like, if you can get a result and then see that it works, you get momentum. And momentum is really hard to stop because like you said, it's kind of addicting and it's also you're driven by results. So the best advice I could say is just give yourself a time frame, commit to it, and then get that momentum in your life. And the book that I, I love is The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. I'm sure you've heard of that before. But if your audience has not read that book, or I'm not much of a book reader, I like listening, so I got the audio book. But The Compound Effect is awesome because he talks about getting mo in your life. And he means momentum. And if you get momentum in your life, there's it's really no stopping you. I agree with you 100%. Scott, thank you so much for joining me. And we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks a lot, Nick. I appreciate it, bud. All right, my top takeaways from this call with Scott, number one, it's not about selling stuff in your garage. It's about building that momentum. It's about proving yourself that there are buyers and there are markets and that you can do it. Takeaway number two is to keep your eyes open to inventory opportunities. I never gave a second thought to the grocery store display thing until he mentioned it, but it makes a lot of sense. And takeaway number three is one person's trash is another person's treasure. In fact, I've made it my goal from this episode to find at least 10 items in the next seven days to sell using Scott's methods. And if you want to join me in this challenge, you can do so uh, in the free Side Hustle Nation Facebook group at sidehustlenation.com slash FB. Look for the thread, the, uh, the seven day challenge thread. And uh, you can just search hashtag seven day challenge. You can chime in there, share your results. I'm curious to see what we can do as a nation, what we can bring in when we do this together. That's sidehustlenation.com slash FB. Notes and links from this one, along with the free downloadable highlight reel are at sidehustlenation.com slash 226. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. Until next time, let's go out there, make something happen, and I'll catch you in the next edition of the Side Hustle Show, where you'll meet an entrepreneur whose original side hustle involved beating casinos for almost $4 million. I'll see you then. Hustle on. Thanks for listening to the Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com.